Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Monday, 20th June, 2022. Our bit today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25a, which says, And every man that striveth for the mastery, that is, competes for the prize, is temperate in all things. He has self-control. Well, once more, Monday has rolled around, friends, as it tends to do every seven days. But let's hope that this one isn't too rough because of the lingering effects of yesterday's Father's Day celebrations. I know that many of us used it as an excuse to overindulge in food, drink, and general merriment. And it's not a crime to indulge, sorry, it's not a crime to indulge or a sin to indulge, as Cousin Saul says in Ecclesiastes. Behold, that which I have seen, it is good and comely or fitting for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor that he taketh under the sun, that is, in which he toils all the days of his life which God giveth him, for it is his portion or heritage. And that comes from Ecclesiastes 5.18. Yes, friends, eating and drinking and enjoying the fruit of our labor is a God-given heritage. The problem, though, is overindulgence in those activities. What we need is moderation in those things that are righteous, not moderation in all things, as some people claim. And I like how this commentator writing on the BibleReasons.com website puts it. He says, have you ever heard someone say moderation in all things? If you have, I want you to know it's false. When talking about moderation, we must also remember the word abstinence. There are some things you just can't do. And that's the living truth, my people. You can't do all the sinful things in moderation and think that that's right. And as the commentator continues, you must have self-control with everything. And the Holy Spirit, which lives in Christians, will help you. Thank God that we have the ability to do things that some can't. But please be on guard when shopping, watching TV, surfing the internet, drinking caffeine, etc. Don't be obsessed with anything in your life except for the Lord. Don't put a stumbling block in front of other believers. Without moderation, you can easily fall into sin. Be careful. Because Satan does all he can to try to tempt us. Do all things for the glory of God. And yes, we should indeed do all things for God's glory. But to tell the truth, I don't even think we should be obsessed with God. Because the word has an inherent negative quality. One clouded with fear, like a phobia or mania. <clears throat> excuse me, 
and it continually intrudes on your thinking so that you can't think on anything else clearly? But if, however, there is one thing or person we should be obsessed with, it is indeed our Heavenly Father. Anyway, we ought to do as Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, when he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, Rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful or anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep or guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that comes from Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. Yes, my faithful brethren, we Christians should be known for our moderation. That's graciousness and reasonableness. And if we are at peace with our fellow believers and rejoice always, then we ought to be gracious and reasonable people. And furthermore, we have the peace of God, a divine tranquility enveloping our lives where fear and worry don't intrude. Then Paul goes on to give the Philippians some practical applications to help them in achieving those outcomes. He says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest or noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, that's anything praiseworthy, think or meditate on these things. And those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And that's taken from Philippians 4, 8 to 9. Oh, we can't say we don't know what things to think on my people, especially if we truly desire the divine peace of God to be safeguarding our hearts and minds. And we can't leave out these passages of Scripture when talking about moderation, which includes a healthy dose of self-control. But Paul writes thus in his first epistle, to the church at Corinth. Know ye not that they which run a race run all, but only one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery, that means competes for the prize, is temperate in all things. He has self-control. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible or perishable crown, but we an incorruptible, that's an imperishable crown. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under or discipline my body and bring it into subjection, 
lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway or be disqualified. And that comes from 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. And you know what, friends? That last verse there is ever so important for preachers and teachers, meaning that every day I have to consider what I do and say, lest after teaching others the word, I don't have the self-discipline to run a strong race and fight a good fight and then get disqualified that's herded with the goats and not the sheep. And now, having learned all of that, it's time for us to put it into action. And the first line of action is always prayer. So let's go to the throne of grace in confident humility and with supplication and thanksgiving through our Monday morning battle hymn, lay our requests before the Lord. All together now, our Father who art in heaven, we, your humble servants, praise your holy name and thank you this Monday morning for life and strong faith in Christ despite the mass confusion in our world. We desperately need your divine help for you're the only one with the power to solve our many problems. Heavenly Father, we admit that we have all sinned and seriously disobeyed your word, but we know that you are a merciful, forgiving, and gracious God who has faithfully promised to hear and answer our prayers when we humble ourselves, pray, and sincerely seek your face. And that's why we come to you now with sincere repentance in our hearts, pleading with you to give us wise guidance and direction to alleviate our problems. And Father, we pray that you will ease the pain of the many who are suffering from negative situations. Please show them your awesome grace and mercy and keep your promise that you will hear our prayer, forgive us and heal our land if we turn from our evil ways. Please show this evil world that you are indeed Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And we pray this in the holy and blessed name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And again we say, Amen. And now, friends, what do we do after making our requests known to God in prayer? We keep our promises and wait expectantly and eagerly in faith for him to answer. Yes, for him to answer, though, in his own time. Much love. And the thought for today, the postscript says, heaven on earth is possible if we will just use the tools God's given us. And that's the indisputable truth, friends. God has given us so many tools for us to enjoy life on earth as though we were in a little heaven here. And heaven doesn't only start when we get to that place. Heaven begins right here on earth. That's why Christ came and died for us so that our sins could be forgiven and we could enjoy life down here. So please, 
let's wake up now, man. Let's get ourselves together and realize all the good tools we have here. God has given them to us and we're just wasting them. So please, let's use them. Get out there and live for Jesus. And we pray that we'll all do that in his awesome name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love. Thank you.